Hey Grow Girls, you are listening to the Get Up and Grow Girl podcast, hosted by me, your spiritual life and business coach, Leela Jasmine Sule. I'm also a recovering hustle hard, turn my back on my feminine energy, disconnect from the divine, my productivity equals my worth kind of girl. So now it's my mission to help you ditch that disconnected lifestyle and instead align and prosper so you can experience soulful, aligned, feel-good success. You don't need no magic lamp because you are your own genie capable of manifesting your own vision. So this podcast will guide you on your journey to finding your light, stepping into your power and manifesting your dream life and business. So let's jump in. Hi guys. So today I'm coming through with a tough pill to swallow, but a very, very important one. We're going to dig into people pleasing and the real reason, the real reason you people please, you struggle to set boundaries and you over explain yourself. And the tough pill to swallow is that the reason is not because this is a personality trait. It's not because you're too nice. It's not because you have just such a big heart. And it's not because you're just such a chatterbox that you over-explain yourself. This is our ego talking and trying to protect us from going into the real reason behind these traits. Because going into the real reason would require some introspection that could be painful, that could be uncomfortable, and it's our ego's job to protect us from going there. So let me put it like this. People pleasing, not setting boundaries, over explaining yourself, these are not personality traits. These are not personality traits, they are your wounds playing out in your behavior. People pleasing, over explaining yourself and not setting boundaries are coping mechanisms coming from your unhealed trauma and so often we don't get down to that instead we make it a part of our identity and we think it's because oh i'm just too nice i people please because i'm too nice i don't set boundaries because i just have a big heart i sacrifice my needs and betray my own self because i just have a big heart and i over explain myself because i'm just a chatterbox This, again, is not true. This is the ego trying to protect us. So let's go into the real reasons that we struggle to set boundaries, that we over-explain ourselves, and that we people-please. One more thing that we need to break down is that as long as you're doing this, as long as you are people-pleasing, as long as you're doing all of these things, you might be thinking, well, what's the problem with that? But as long as you're doing this, In relationships, you are going to feel taken advantage of, overlooked, misunderstood, and it's going to create resentment in your relationships. And if you're watching this, I bet you relate to at least one of those things. If you saw the title of this, you saw people pleasing and you were like, okay, and you felt the pull and you watched this, I bet that you relate and that in some relationships, either now or in the past, you have felt taken for granted you have felt misunderstood, you have felt overlooked, and therefore it's created resentment, it's created a toxic dynamic where you're not actually feeling seen, you're not actually feeling respected, and these things are essential in any healthy relationship. Whether it be a romantic relationship, yes, 
but equally even if it be a friendship a, fa a family relationship you need to feel respect and you need to feel seen for that to be healthy and to be a good positive thing in your life so let's break down three of the real reasons number one you do not people please because you are just too nice and you're just so kind you do not people please for that reason you people please because and you say yes even when really deep down you actually want to say no you don't do that because you have such a kind heart which i know is what you might be thinking i used to say it about myself too you don't people please for that reason you people please because somewhere along the line you learn that no was not safe and that when you say no you're going to experience pain of some sort that could be rejection that if you say you you don't people please and you say actually no i don't want to do that you may feel that you're going to get rejected you may feel that you're going to get frozen out freezed out frozen out like you're going to get basically the silent treatment the ice treatment um you're going to get you know a withdrawal of love and community and fitting in and that's these are all things that we need as as a human being so if you really struggle to say no now and you just like someone asks you oh can you can you help me with this can you do this for me and you don't want to do it and you feel it's not aligned but you just can't bring yourself to say you don't know how to say no you can't bring yourself to say actually no i can't if that feels like to her face like if you're like i said no to her face i said sorry no to her face like it feels like a cuss again i've been there did you learn at some point in your life, if you go back to childhood especially, that saying no would not be safe? Would there be some kind of punishment, whether that be a deliberate punishment or whether that just be like being iced out, um, being, you know, rejected, being spoken about in a negative way maybe? What would happen as a child if you had said no? And maybe it happened like that and you made this inference because when you said no, you were told not to, you were always told to say yes. Or maybe you just watched and you learned through other people and perhaps, you know, you watch people in your family, primary caregivers, always say yes. And you learned that they never said no. And even if they wanted to do something, you, you watch them, people please. And that's of course where you learn all your behaviour, so then you just repeat the same thing. You do not people please, I'll repeat it again, you do not people please because you're just so kind. You do it because it's a trauma response. And the trauma is that you learn somewhere along the lines that saying no is unsafe, which means it would lead to consequences that would be painful for you in some way. The good news is when you heal this association and you realize that you are safe to say no, and that even when you say no, you are gonna be okay, there is no punishment then you can set those healthy boundaries and you can stop betraying yourself. You can stop living your life for other people and feeling like you're not actually fulfilling your own self and you're not filling up your own cup because you're always saying yes to things that aren't a yes for you, but you just feel like, I don't know how to say no. Once you make it safe to, to do so, once you go down to the real fear, what's the real fear of saying no? And you address that, you won't feel the resistance anymore. But often this hides in the subconscious mind and you don't know why it is that you're scared to say no. 
you just find that the word will not come out of your mouth when someone asks you to do something or asks you for something that you don't want to do. You just feel like you just can't get the word out of your mouth. And I used to struggle with this. No was just a word that literally did not exist in my vocabulary. But once I dealt with the inner need, which was to feel safe, which was that I didn't want to say no because I didn't want to be rejected. I didn't want to not be good enough. And I felt that to say yes is how you make yourself valuable. But once I changed that association and I made myself, you know, I filled up my own self in terms of I realized my own worth and I, I felt good enough myself, then I don't need to say yes to affirm my, ident my identity. The second thing, this is why you may struggle to set boundaries. Again, it's not because you're just such an open-hearted, flexible person. Um, you're just such an easygoing person who's happy to go along with whatever. Again, your ego may say, no, 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 I just don't set boundaries because I'm easygoing and I don't mind. Everyone needs boundaries. You get to decide what yours are, but everyone needs some. You don't run away from boundaries and never set a boundary because you're so easygoing. You do it because somewhere along the line, you learned that sacrificing your own needs was how you win love. And that by feeling like, oh no, that doesn't work for me, but ignoring it, pushing it down and doing what the other person wants, somewhere along the line, you learned that that would win you love and approval and acceptance. Again, all of these things are core needs that we all have as a human being. So, where did you learn that you need to push down what you really need and that you need to sacrifice what you need and where did you learn that it's essential to put your own needs last and again this is big in society this is so big it's like this idea of self-sacrifice especially for women i think in the conditioning is that you should caretake everyone else before yourself this is a big conditioning and so what that means is that when you want to say actually no that doesn't work for me actually no to that or this is my boundary this is how it's going to be this is how i'm going to work all your conditioning can tell you that you're not being fair you're being um too tough maybe even you're being bitchy that's a big stereotype and that to say this is how i want things to be is too too much too controlling and is, is not nice essentially so again, you could just say to yourself, I'm gonna set boundaries, I'm gonna set boundaries as much as you want. But if you're not dealing with the underlying fear, the underlying trauma, then you're trying to fight, you know, an uphill battle. It's about looking at where did I learn that I don't get to have my needs and say, this is, this is how I wanna do things. Where did I learn that what I feel is not right? It's like, even as a child, you know, you may have, someone might say, oh, give me a kiss, you know, an auntie, an uncle, whoever. And you don't want that. You just, you just don't want it. And kids sometimes go like, yeah, and they pull away. And often you'll see, and I don't think it's intentional, but it's just generational conditioning passed down and generational trauma passed down. You'll see the parents say to the child, give them a kiss. Even if the child doesn't want to, the child is saying no. They're basically saying, this is my boundary. I don't want affection right now. You'll often see the parents say, Give them a kiss, don't be rude, go and do that. And what we learn through that kind of interaction as a child is that having our own boundaries is not right. 
and that it's rude actually to have your own boundaries of what you want and what you don't want and instead you should if you feel that feeling and you feel like oh I don't want that the polite thing the right thing to do is to push that down and go against that and to go and do what that person wants and this is deep this personally put me in some very un uncomfortable positions and is the reason behind some, some of my trauma is not being able to say no not being able to put a boundary in when someone crossed that crossed that line and putting yourself in a position to have your boundaries crossed and it, when that happens it's very very it's very it molds you a certain way and it can be very traumatic so where did you learn that setting a boundary was rude or was you know bitchy or just unattractive in some way and what's the fear of setting a boundary the real way you learn to set boundaries is not just by saying i want to set a boundary i've said that for years it wasn't until i started dealing with the unconscious association the fear the worry of what could happen that then your behavior starts to change automatically as you'll have heard me say a million times especially if you watch my podcast your unconscious mind creates 95% of your reality. Your unconscious mind is responsible for 90% of your 95% of your behavior. So, if you just saying with the 5% of your conscious mind, I'm going to set a boundary next time that person says to me, oh, I don't know, like I'm going to come see you at this time. And you're like, well, you didn't ask me if I was free, if I want you to come see me, if I'm doing anything else or if I want space for myself. And you're like, I'm going to say, actually, that doesn't work for me. I, I want to be by myself today. And then you get in that conversation and then they say, like, I'm going to come see you. And you're like, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> you just go along with it. That keeps happening until you rewire the subconscious mind so that the subconscious mind feels safe to set a boundary. And the first step is recognizing that I'm not saying I'm not struggling to set boundaries because I'm so easygoing. When you make it a part of your identity that you celebrate, you're not going to change it. If you say to yourself that I don't set boundaries because I'm just so nice and I'm just so easygoing and I'm just so flexible, then it's not going to change and you're going to keep sacrificing your own needs and you're going to feel resentment in your relationships. You're going to continue to be taken advantage of or feel taken for granted, which again is not going to bring you the fulfillment and the connections, the healthy, uplifting connections that you want. So it's digging into the unconscious association behind it. Number three, the real reason behind these behaviors and these coping mechanisms, we're going to talk about over explaining. Again, I've done all of these. That's why I'm able to speak on it so much. But over explaining is when, you know, someone might misunderstand you. Someone might take something a little bit wrong and you feel you have to keep explaining yourself until they get it. But not everyone is going to understand you because everyone really how someone sees what you do is a projection of their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs, their life. So you could say one thing and it be perfectly received by one person. They get what you're saying, they totally understand and someone else can be extremely offended by it or just not get it at all or think that you're saying something else and take it so wrong. That is not because of you, that is because of how they perceive it. This doesn't mean we can we can't be considerate and be, you know, think before we speak and use our words with intention. But if you use your words with intention, you're not speaking out of just ego and reactivity and people misunderstand you, 
sometimes there's nothing you can do to make them understand you because they are seeing it through another lens. Over explaining yourself is when you don't just say, oh, to clarify, this is what I meant, but perhaps you've said that and they're still not getting it and you just need to be understood. So you'll, this is, if you're an over explainer, you'll probably send really long text messages to people if you get in a little beef or a little fight. If you're an over explainer, you might talk, 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 talk a lot when in a, an argument or a, a disagreement with someone and feel like you're just like, you just can't stop. Again, this is not because you're a chatterbox. The ego will tell us the identity side of us. It's like, oh no, nothing's wrong. I'm just a chatterbox. Overexplaining doesn't happen because you're a chatterbox. It happens because your inner child feels misunderstood. And so often your inner child has been in the driving seat of your life, constantly trying to be understood, trying to be seen and heard because it wasn't perhaps, you know, in the formative years. And so over explaining yourself is creating these toxic dynamics because it's trying to win approval and they all go hand in hand. Like over explaining is a type of people pleasing and it usually comes from a lack of boundaries that when somebody might misunderstand you, instead of having a boundary where you express what you truly felt and then say, okay, well that, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. If that's the situation, I've, you try to explain yourself, you, and then you recognize like, this is, this is who I am, this is who they are. I do not need to drive myself crazy trying to be understood. That leads to unhealthy relationships where you're gonna feel a lot of resentment. And also, unfortunately, it does lead to like power play dynamics because often someone who's in these behaviors, and I'd call these behaviors codependent, people pleasing, lack of boundaries, over explaining yourself, I'd say the three of those together are codependent behaviors. Again, I was extremely codependent in relationships, not just romantic ones, all relationships. People in codependent behavior tend to attract people in narcissistic behavior because the two work well together the narcissist really thrives off of someone who's codependent because it's fueling their narcissism it's giving them that power that they really want the narcissist wants power the codependent gives all their power away so as long as you're over explaining yourself and you know seeking this approval essentially over explaining yourself is seeking approval from someone else really you can only approve of yourself you can only get validation from within and when you are doing that and you are using that as a coping mechanism, other people um, who, who want that dynamic and want that power over you will be drawn to it and it will be exacerbated in relationships. And again, this can lead to very unhealthy cycles. So the truth of it is all of these people pleasing behaviors, they do not come from you being too kind, you being just so open hearted and easygoing or you being just a really chatty, chatty person. The need to keep, keep talking and talking yourself in circles is a coping mechanism, is a trauma response. People pleasing and saying yes, saying yes, even when you want to say no, is a trauma response. And not having boundaries and just going along with whatever anyone else wants is a trauma response. But sometimes I think our society has glamorized them and made it look like it's just being nice and if you say to people, oh no, it's just being nice, that is often a means to try to keep people doing behaviors that serve you. If someone's like, no, no, you're just being nice, they're probably benefiting from your lack of boundaries, from you always saying yes. 
and from you spiraling around trying to over explain yourself. So, like I've said, as long as these behaviors are happening, you will likely be in relationships that feel draining, that feel like you're not being fully seen and heard. You're being taken for granted or taken advantage of and perhaps you're being flexed. They're constantly trying to test your boundaries and it doesn't, doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel fulfilling and actually it's probably a drain on your energy. Remember that relationships are one of the biggest streams that can fill you up on energy or drain energy out of you. If you imagine like you're sitting here and you've got like a tap, a stream leading into your energy and then you've got a stream leading out the other side. Your relationships can either pump a lot of positive energy into your life or it can just suck a load of energy out of your life. And if you're, deal if you're engaging with these behaviors a lot, and again, there is no shame here, I've done it. Many of us are doing it and that's why I put this content out there then you're allowing your energy to be drained. And that's energy you can put towards what you wanna manifest in life and you know the things that you wanna attract in, that's positive energy that could attract those things and help you to move in alignment with manifesting those things. But when it's being sucked away in your relationships, it affects all areas of your life. However, when you heal these things, when you actually heal them, you take back your energy you fill your cup back up and you become so much more magnetic in, in everything that you want to attract, especially divine relationships. When you want to attract healthy partner and even healthy friendships, as long as you're doing these behaviors, you're blocking yourself from attracting that. Once you heal them, you can attract it in. And bear in mind that to heal it, you firstly have to let go of this ego conditioning, this protection mechanism that we have, which is are saying, oh no, I only people please because I'm really nice. I only overstep my boundaries and let people walk all over my boundaries because I'm flexible and I'm easygoing. And I only over explain myself because I'm a chatterbox. As long as we're saying that, we are blocking ourselves from healing it because we're making it a part of our identity. And when it's a part of our identity, it will not change. It, it will continue to be how we act. We act, our unconscious behavior comes from our identity. So the first step is to acknowledge and to actually admit to yourself that I'm not doing this because I'm nice. This is a trauma response. And there's no shame in that, as I've said, and I'll say again, the ego isn't arrogance. That, like some people say, the ego is, a, is to protect you. Your ego is there to protect you. It's not trying to be arrogant and say that I'm this and I'm this and I'm that. It's trying to protect you from any pain. A trauma response is not something you chose but it is something you can rewire and you can heal so that you can create better in your life. And this is what we do inside the Goddess Inner Circle. We heal in love and in self-love. And what that means is we heal all, all of these wounds, all of these attachments, all of these coping mechanisms that come from your unhealed wounds so that you are no longer co-creating these relationship dynamics that aren't serving you. Ghosting, um, what's the word, gaslighting, lack of consistency, just, you know, playing around with feelings, all of these things are more rife when we, when we people please and we don't set boundaries and we over explain ourselves because they make room for people to treat us that way. But in the Goddess Inner Circle, this is what we heal. We heal all of these relationship wounds so that you're no longer, so your behavior shifts and you're no longer acting out of those wounds and therefore you're attracting different because you have different behaviors. 
You can join by DMing me the words heal and love, or you can click the link in my bio. The great thing about this is it's not only modules that you will get dropped and that you'll be able to work through the healing work with um, guided activities, somatic activities, journaling prompts, all of these things, video modules, but you also get the group support, which is yes, a monthly live support coaching call. I'm running out of words now, my, my tiredness is catching up with me. Um, this is where we unveil blind spots. You get coaching on the spot through your specific situation, through your blind spots, through your limiting beliefs. Yes, you get that, but we also have this group chat which is popping off and you'll see it in the highlight. You can check the highlight on my page, The Goddess in a Circle or some of my recent posts where I share screenshots. But this is everything because changing your paradigm, truly healing and manifesting different comes from repetition. Your unconscious mind changes and really actually shifts through repetition. And so doing, doing the, watching the video modules and doing journaling is great, but if you then go back to norm, normal life and your old behaviors, nothing changes. In the group, what happens is every day someone is popping in, sharing you know, an insight, asking a question, and I'm coaching them through it, and you're hearing the same things again and again. You're hearing us talk through the same situations. You're, healing, you're hearing me share the same wisdom and re make the same reframes, and it's just each time you're hearing it, strengthening it. Each time you read someone else's message, each time you ask a question, each time you share an insight or you just support what someone else is going through, you read it even, you are affirming this new paradigm. You are strengthening the new neural pathways in your brain that create your behavior. And that is how it becomes a way of life. And that is where the healing is just so supercharged and so sped up. So you can currently get in for £66 a month is a rolling contract, so you can cancel any time, although it is a nine-month suggested roadmap. You can cancel any time. You can experience it for as long as you need. You can DM me the words Heal in Love and I will send you the link, or you can click the link in my bio. Thank you for watching, and I'm going to reshare this to my page that you can watch from the beginning. And of course, it will be on the podcast. I hope you all have a lovely Sunday, and I hope that this really, really sparked something. And gave you that motivation and the understanding of what you actually need to do to heal. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. So I hope you love this episode. Thank you for listening and spending your time with me. And I really hope that it is empowering you and has empowered you to go for those goals and to know that you are so capable of manifesting all that you desire and all of that soulful success in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in any aspect that you desire it in. And if you did enjoy this episode, if you did find it helpful, if you did have some light bulb moments, please take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Leela Jasmine Sule. I would love to hear what you took away from the episode. I would love to hear how it helped you, but also it would be amazing if you could share the message and pass this on to more Grow Girls who would benefit from this. And if you share it on your Instagram stories, then of course, all the Grow Girls in your community will also be able to listen and enjoy the goodness as well. Until next time, Grow Girls, goodbye.